This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because, If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Welcome back. I'm Ashley Ray, and this is another episode of TV I Say. This week on the podcast, I embarrass myself in front of Adam Pally and see who can get through an interview more stoned, me or John Gabris. You'll be shocked. Uh, But before we get to that, let's talk about A League of Their Own. The show debuted last week on Prime Video to positive reviews, and that's even with homophobes and racist trolls wasting hours of their unprecious lives downvoting it. Uh, So if you did watch it already and you loved it, go give it five stars or, you know, I don't know, a positive tomato or whatever you rate things on. But the show is a reboot of the classic film, uh, but it does tell different stories with the same characters. I think it's a reboot that works because it makes a legit case for movie to TV reboots, uh, which is making them gayer and more diverse. In a lot of ways, that's also why Cobra Kai worked. But it isn't about jamming diverse characters into white situations. Instead, the show peels back that white paint and finds the stories that were actually erased. Much of the show is based on real baseball history. You know, the writers did their work. I'd recommend checking out Will Graham, the co-creator and showrunner. Uh, He did a wonderful thread on all of the things on his Twitter page about how the stories they sourced from and how it's all real. Uh, But I I didn't see why people got so upset about that. So many people were arguing that, you know, they felt like it was too modern. Some of the the people use modern language. But for me, I didn't get that complaint because it's still a comedy. It's a comedy that takes place in an alternate world where, like, baseball brings people together and helps solve racism. Like, you know, that it doesn't, that's not the, that's not what happens in the story. Nothing solves racism in the show. But, but it's still like a sports movie, like Field of Dreams. It's not going to be realistic. It's a lot like 2020's Hollywood on Netflix. You might remember that. It's the Ryan Murphy show that reimagined Hollywood if all the gay actors could actually be gay out loud. Um, It also pulled from modern language because it was creating these moments of fantasy. You know, none of this actually happened. You know, we we don't know what it would be like if someone came out while they were getting an Emmy because that didn't happen. So we don't, you know, they're allowed to kind of create this, this different language, I think. Pose used the same tactic, and so did Lovecraft Country. So, you know, yeah, these are shows that have a real historical basis, and they all reflect the documented brutality that minority communities faced. But when the joy of those communities has been mostly left out of history, 
I think we're allowed to kind of take some creative liberties to reshape, reimagine, and reclaim them for TV. You know, we we can create our own joy in these situations because history didn't write down our joy. So yeah, maybe some characters use the word appropriation or something that feels totally out of place, but it's TV. Enjoy it. And A League of Their Own is incredibly entertaining uh, and gay. It is so gay. So, so gay. So thankful that it's so gay. <laughs> Uh, anyway, like everyone, I have been so exhausted by the world lately, uh, so it, it felt good to watch something that was not of this world, you know? But coming up after the break, I am talking to Adam Pally, who completely intimidates me with his impressive TV career, and the incredibly funny John Gabris about 101 Places to Party Before You Die, which it turns out is my ideal travel show because it is one focused on getting drunk and smoking pot as fast as you can in a city all i need uh we'll also be talking about the tv we love this week stay tuned hey welcome to tv i say with ashley ray today my guests the wonderful adam Polly and john gabris oh my gosh oh hey i i'm so excited to have you both here we're we're so excited to be here (laughs) i'm sorry that i'm finishing my lunch right now which is it's a bagel, and I know the connotations of that. I'm like, I know. <laughs> you knew what you were doing. It's yeah. not a great look, but it is a bagel. I mean, it's on brand. I'm loving it. I mm-hmm. want to say, I'm like, Adam, I'm such a fan of Happy Endings. I was so nervous about you being on the show. I was like, <laughs> Adam, I like was so afraid of saying your last name wrong, and then I absolutely did. And I was like, <laughs> there it is. Oh, man. Yeah. Yes, oh, it so, is uh, Wow, no thanks. Every, I know. I know. I was so nervous about it. I was Don't like, oh, it's totally I'm going gonna, gonna to mess this up. Oh, it's all good. I wouldn't have noticed. <laughs> but as a, a TV expert and lover of all things TV, obviously you you are, you know, one of the sitcom kings. Everybody, you know, loves you. Hell yeah. Thank you. That's very nice. I, you look surprised by me saying that, but I'm going to stand by it. <laughs> oh, thank you. No, no, I, I'm not good at taking You've had multiple seasons of shows that people have watched, which is yeah. like, a, a, yeah. a, is Good shit. You have a certified <laughs> cult hit TV show. Once you lower the bar, I feel more comfortable being in the. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm not good. I'm not good at compliment. I, I, what's it called? It's like you're not good at getting them. Yeah, I don't know. I My therapist calls it like, oh, my mind says insecurity. So I. Yeah. But yeah, of course, I think yeah my of ego it could be only drives out of insecure. But <laughs> yes, no, I'm too insecure to receive those compliments. But thank you. <laughs> They should uh, bolster your security, but instead they activate insecurity. Right? That yeah. I'm yeah. just like, no, you don't. Thanks. No, you don't mean that. You're just saying it because I'm actually. They're the just worst, like, I'm really so. not that good. Yeah. yeah. I actually would like to disagree with you there. <laughs> I'm bad. <laughs> I actually know so bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'm so excited to have you both here because you're currently hosting 101 Places to Party Before You Die on True TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now there are six episodes airing. You should go watch every single one of them. I'm in love with the show. Uh, We're going to talk about that. We're going to get into it and all the places to party. Uh, But before we do that, I'm going to get into the watch list. This is all the stuff that I've been watching that that made me excited. The new stuff on all the streaming platforms. I just want to preface this for Adam and maybe for listeners. 
Ashley watches an inordinate amount of television, okay? No, I was catching the vibe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do not do not be stressed by how much shit is on her watch list, people. Oh, yeah, please. yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, actually, they gave me... So the way we used to do it is at the beginning, I would just by myself read the entire list of everything I watch for like 10 minutes. And <laughs> producer, they were like, yeah, so no one wants this. <laughs> like, no one just wants eight minutes of you debating the differences between... Hoarders Buried Alive and Horde, which they're two separate shows. They're very different, but nobody needs that because no one watches those shows. So now uh, I pick my favorites. We su- we're going to summarize. And if you want the full thing, head to the newsletter. That- that's where you can get, you know, my 20, ep- my 20 show long list. <laughs> but you-, you don't have to sit through that today. No. Tell What are, what are you watching? Actually? So I'm this so is- curious. This is what we're starting with. Uh, Children of the Underground is a new documentary on Hulu about this woman who started a network of shelters for children who were being abused and were given by the courts to the abusive parent. And so the other parent would take the kid and run away and hide in these houses. And at first it's like this amazing thing of like this woman writing systems that are wrong. And then it turns into a woman kidnapping children who are not actually in any sort of threat. She becomes like a Satanist. And then she's like, I got to save these kids from Satan. And she's like stealing people's grandkids. And it gets really off the rails. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's kind of like, what do you do? So, <laughs> yeah, I really kind of wish it had come to a more decisive conclusion there. Dude, you don't have to have a good ending for a documentary series anymore. Yeah, no. Nowadays- so many of them are like, and honestly, we never even figured out who the killer is. And yeah, then it just so- ends. <laughs> You're like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Like, she's like, if you want to know if I did good, just ask the kids who I helped. And half the kids are like, she ruined my life. Everything is awful. <laughs> and then two kids are like, she saved my life. Things are great. And they're just kind of like, well, great. Cool. We tried. So, hey, it's still interesting, though, to see how uh, this country is horrible, particularly when it comes to children and family courts. So you'll learn something. Finally, uh, another a piece of evidence that this country is horrible. <laughs> yeah. We found one. <laughs> Up next, there is This Fool on Hulu, which is very different tonally. It is so funny. <laughs> very different kind of show. Uh, it is about two cousins. One of them gets out of jail and they're forced to live together. Uh, and also one of them has to go to this like hugs, not thugs type rehabilitation program that one of the cousins leads. Uh, starring Chris Estrada and Frankie Quinones. Uh, who you might recognize from The Dress Up Gang, another show I love. Did you guys check out This Fool? I have not watched it yet, but it, I I want to. I think... Uh, I heard it's awesome. Yeah. It's amazing. I'm really excited. Yeah, I watched it all in about two days, and I immediately wanted three seasons. It It feels like a classic sitcom, but it also is just very odd tonally. I mean, again, this is like the Dress Up Gang crew, the crew from corporate worked on it. Yeah, it's Jake and Matt and Pat uh, behind the scenes too. Yeah, so there's a lot of just odd, dark humor there. You're going to love it. I think it's going to be one of the shows people talk about. Hulu's been knocking it out of the park. After that, we have The Rehearsal on HBO, which has now had its finale, but I want to talk about the Apocalypto episode, which... Was one of the most intense episodes of TV I've ever seen. Are you caught up on the rehearsal? Yeah, Adam, I I, I meant to text you this. Did you watch the most recent one, Ad? Because there's a crazy. I am not. I just finished the second one. Oh, okay. Well, okay. we won't. I won't go into too many spoilers about Apocalypto, but Judaism comes into play <laughs> in a major way in this episode. In a major way. In an I'm interesting. I'm sure it does. No, in a, no, in like a way where they're they're touching on stuff that is just. 
It's amazing. It's fucked up. It's yeah, twisted, wait. but it's absolutely amazing. Like the fact that it's he called the Apocalypto. He he really he can play an instrument that no one like no one else can play. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. And like yeah. and the instrument is the human mind, and it might be wrong. Yes, and he it oh, could yeah. be, it might be wrong. ethically incorrect. And this is doing. like the mm-hmm. first episode where someone leaves the show, and you're just kind of like, that seems like it's for the best. <laughs> Yeah, like, seems like for <laughs> her reputation, she should leave the show. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's what not a lot of people. That's the bummer about uh, Hollywood is that people are like, "Fuck, I think they're making me look like an asshole," but I am but, on camera. But I am on camera. <laughs> so I'm not gonna stop. Yeah, and then that late, she did an interview afterwards where she was like, "No, they got it perfectly. That's exactly how I am. They nailed it." No, <laughs> like she. <laughs> She was like, no, but I, I'm a big fan of Mel Gibson because of Apocalypto the movie and his directing, nothing else. And <laughs> she it's keeps, like, yeah, she's her favorite director is Mel Gibson and Nathan Fielder's. Yeah. Christ. Like, okay. <laughs> she just keeps saying stuff that you're like, oh my God, of course. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, yeah. Man. Adam, you're wait. familiar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. I cannot wait. <laughs> you got some stuff to catch up on. Okay. So what are you two watching? What do you watch? I just wrapped up uh, the season finale of one of my favorite reality shows, Alone, on uh, History Channel. That sounds like something a dad would watch. What is that? Oh, I, I have the exactly dad TV taste. Like, I think we talked about this, Ashley. Like, I like on, on your part, Bosch, yeah. Terminal List, like anything that is like for dads, like procedurals with some light action where an older man is like, <laughs> actually, it's ingenuity that got me. You know, like I'm here for all that yeah. shit. It but was old lo- school detective work that yeah, helped us solve the case. Foot to, foot to pavement or whatever. But the fucking uh, alone is that survivalist competition show where they get dropped off in like the uh, extreme remote area of Canada and whoever lasts the longest wins. Oh. And uh, it's fucking cool. <laughs> I, I, I don't know why I like it so much because it's just like they're not media trained. They're all just like weirdo outdoorsy people. So it adds like it feels closer to a documentary than a lot of like the super crafted. Uh, yeah, it's not like Snowflake Mountain where they drop like millennials in the woods who can't do anything. These are real people. These are real, like real survivalists. Now they are in the later seasons. They are people who are like, I'm a survivor influencer. You know what I mean? They like make like they make traps on YouTube or whatever. But back in the day, it used to just be like a guy with one tooth who's like, I want to buy land with the prize money. And everyone always wants to buy land, which I think is a good sign for a show. Other other shows, people are like, I'm going to get a McMansion and you know, yell at my kids. These guys are like, I just want property to hunt and feed and (laughs) dig a well. And like, okay. (laughs) Okay. So it's, it's a recommend for you. It's a big recommend. Uh, Old episodes are on Hulu. Some, uh, there's a couple of seasons on Netflix and new episodes are on history. Of course, everyone has history channel at home. So (laughs) check that out. (laughs) Adam, what about you? I just finished the Woodstock documentary. um, Woodstock 99, which that's the uh, fucked up one, right? Yeah, oh, that's yeah. pretty fucked up. Yeah, people died. Up. People died. Yeah, it was okay. You know, I like, I think I hit my like limit on documentaries. I feel like I've seen so many documentaries that now it's become my white noise for, for bed. You know, it's like I put on one because I want to watch it, but truly the subject matter and the way they do the interview and everything has become so rote that like I know the beats like Law and Order episodes. Like, yeah that I I just fall asleep to all of them. But this one, I think because it was my um, childhood, like, I was really into it. I remember Woodstock 94 happening and being, like, 99. We were, like, 
sop- juniors or seniors in high school. And I was like, I, I kind of want to go to this. Yeah, I was going to say, like, did you know any people who went? Did you go? Uh, I was but a like a real child. But. No, I watched it on TV. MTV has the the real like footage of it because I remember watching it there, like Green Day and the Mud and stuff like that. I remember seeing that. Oh, yeah, the TV. balled up mud, whipping at him, putting it in his mouth. Yeah. Billy Joe puts it in his mouth. Yeah. yeah. I like the way that Carson Daly is interviewed in the last one. He's like, you know, everything was going fine. And then Limp Biscuit plays break stuff. And the next thing you know, and I'm like, this is not going to age well for you, man. Like, people know the names of Limp Biscuit songs. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it was that track that, like, well, this yeah. it's not a command. It's if just they had a just song. opened with cookie. Like, <laughs> Everything would have been okay. It would have been better. <laughs> yeah. Trying to put the blame on Limp Biscuit in that moment. It's like you book them. Like, you know really? what they do. That's yeah. not their fault. Yeah, if- <laughs> you know what you're asking for. What did you think he was gonna come out and do his behind these hazel eyes covers or whatever? <laughs> yeah, it was just <laughs> Fred do that. He was gonna show storyboards from Fanatic, the movie he directed starring Devin Sawa and John Travolta. No, no. he wasn't even a director yet. He was just a musician. Uh someone said that. Woodstock 99 is a crazy microcosm for the United States right now in that it's like on fire. There's no water. The rich are in air conditioned boxes and the poor people are fighting in the fucking pits of hell. It's, it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. That Just trying feels to steal real. frozen pizzas from a yeah. truck. Yeah. <laughs> Would you put it on the recommend list? Yes, sure. I would put it on the recommend. Okay. I mean, it's not like... Uh, um, the Beatles Hulu doc to me, but it's it's good. Yeah, that one that one was really good. That was my favorite. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, "I'm okay," when the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, "Hang it in there," because if I ask for help. They'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. got two recommends i do like that you both picked like reality kind of shows because obviously that leads perfectly into 101 places to party before you die see how i we did that see the full circle <laughs> look at that 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 was a very smooth transition actually <laughs> yeah, yeah oh it was so good i'm so good at this <laughs> 101 places to party before you die if you're not familiar wonderful travel show you go to what i love about it is you go to local kind of places places people actually travel to uh, I worked in mm-hmm. ad sales for a long time and I'd have, you know, three days in Miami or whatever place. And it's like, what do you do for three days? You guys have the answer. You you drop in just like, you know, regular people do. How quickly can we party? How fast can we get drunk? Those are the questions I always have. Dude, thank you. You picked up on <laughs> what yeah, we're going for. Not every, that's not everyone. The vibe. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we go to Richmond. We go to Denver. We go to Portland. We go to city. But then also we get to go on some like 
flashy, cool-looking vacations like Puerto Rico. Yeah, and, that was uh, the Maui, the last yeah. app uh, that was available as of this recording. Uh, the Puerto Rico one I thought was so cool because I it's not a place I'd ever really thought about going. I didn't really understand that you don't need a passport to go there. <laughs> and you two made it look so fun. I, I legitimately thought, oh, yeah, you can just kind of do this in a weekend and enjoy it. Uh, but I do like when you go to Denver and Portland. I feel like those, as a comic, those are the cities I tour a lot and... And you're a pothead. And I'm a pothead, obviously. (laughs) So you're like, those two cities, weird. Us too. Yeah. (laughs) So I I get there and I'm usually just like, how quickly can I find weed at a place that's good and not going to charge me a lot of money? I just want to eat the best food I possibly can. How did you put together the recommendations for each city? It was a mix of like personal, our own stuff that we wanted or experienced, and then an amazing research team and showrunner. I would say are are the, the... the components. Our showrunner is a big foodie and has worked on uh, other food shows. Uh, and so he had like, he knew chefs from his time at Top Chef and his time on Fast Foodies and uh, uh, Stoner Chef Show. He like knew all these chefs around the uh, country. He knew of good restaurants. They knew people. They knew people. So we got some good leads that way. But also Adam and I, like you're saying, we've traveled a bunch doing comedy so and, and or travel and or shooting as we've gotten older. And it's like, oh, if we're going to Portland, we should go to this whiskey library because I know I've been there with Tiff and Adam loves whiskey. I think this will be a fun spot to go to. Uh, or like in Atlanta, Adam is like, we got to go to the, like because he spent a lot of time there. He he could lead the way on some of those spots, but also research bringing in shit we we wouldn't even thought of, which yeah. was a lot of fun, too. Yeah, I will say it is. uh I feel like it is darker than other travel shows. <laughs> <laughs> like you, most travel shows try to just really show the like, we're cool dudes who know how to handle our drink. And, you know, we have mystique and you two, we get to meet Adam's family in the Miami episode, which I absolutely love. Cause they make fun of you so much, <laughs> you know, John, yeah, you're making right. jokes about your like dead dad. And, you his know, genitals specifically. His genitals. Uh, <laughs> When you take a sip of the drink in the in the Portland episode in the first one, and you're like, "This tastes like my dad's ashes." Oh yeah, in Denver at the at Lingers. Oh yeah, in yeah. Denver, in the Denver. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so it's it's a little darker and more personal. Uh, so that comes through in the the locations that you choose. Uh, why was it important to you to get that kind of tone into the show? Uh, well, I think uh, what I like to say is that the before you die in the title is not just like a cheeky, uh, catchy piece of copy, like. Adam's mom passed away young. My dad uh, passed away young. So we're both kind and we were sort of on the path of party animals already at that point. But then it was like, wait, it could also stop at any moment. Fuck, we got to like live. And so us having that matching philosophy kind of rolled into the show. And then once we're in the show, we are being as authentically ourselves as possible, which means talking about gastrointestinal distress too much talking about sad stuff too much bringing up january 6th constantly like these are things like that and you don't know that you don't realize not in how much a good you, way also no, like no, in a bad a, like in a yeah. criticism way just to be clear not no like man we missed a heck well, of a party on the lawn well, dog john has his view and i have mine <laughs> yeah don't guess don't try to guess which one has which it's fucked up yeah. <laughs> it's super <laughs> twisted uh but that's and we don't we didn't realize this until we're traveling on camera is that like what we do people like okay guys let's move on this is kind of dark and fucked up it's like oh right yeah like you having the cameras on us also pointed out a lot of stuff about ourselves that we didn't realize 
Like I just laugh all the time. I know I laugh all the time. Uh, and I'm also high and I find Adam to be hysterical. So in that combination makes me laugh. And now I'm watching the show. And I'm like, shut the fuck <laughs> up, Gabrus. You're laughing at your own jokes. Yeah. <laughs> I like the laughing because like I like a laugh track. I think that that viewers sometimes like we laugh tracks get a bad rap, but most of the comedy that I like that I intake does have a laugh track. Like sitcoms, Seinfeld, yeah. Stand up comedy is all they tell you when to laugh and yeah. Saturday Night Live. Like th there's a laugh track in that stuff. And so I think that it's really nice on a travel show when like we cut a joke that you hear us laugh at each other. It's like there's something it's one of the things I like most about the show is that like it, you walk away like feeling like, oh, I laughed with people. You know, it's I, I like it. Well, yeah. in a sitcom, you would cut out people at the table laughing. You would lose that part because it's supposed to like they're even though they're firing off great, well-written one-liners, which always uh, shocked me. Which always shocked me. Like on Friends, they're firing off like literally like well-written zingers that are like ripping people apart at the dinner table where you would normally laugh, and everybody's just like, hmm. "My turn, yeah, my turn <laughs> my to turn. say the joke." Like, what, my, what? And then to you, no one's hurt by these words. <laughs> <laughs> no one's react. Uh, yeah, I, I never thought about that. So we we build that in. We, yeah. we our show is twenty two minutes long, and it's probably got six minutes of laughter. In yeah, there's it. so many jokes, and I really also appreciate that you do a lot of on screen bits. As someone who you know grew up on the VH1 pop up video, I love when like a little joke comes on the screen. You guys do get very drunk and intimate, and it's like this felt real. And then like something comes on the screen that's like another name for you know richardstown is dick town and it's like oh cool <laughs> dick joke that, we're changing it up we're trying to get as many jokes in as we can also on rewatching uh some of the edits we're like oh we don't get any of the specifics right we're like saying the wrong we're pronouncing the name of the uh mountain wrong we're pronouncing the food wrong we're getting the chef's name wrong and like, yeah uh, we're making ref we're half in the bag all the time. And then like uh, like on a podcast, people just let it slide. But when they're making a TV show, it's like we should yeah. correct them and say it's Flanagan, not Finnegan. And it's like, all right, well, throw it up. Just we, we don't we're not going to ADR a line in because that's yeah. like too much lying. So it's like just put a little thing that's like Gabrus means Flanagan. And it's like, <laughs> got it. Moving yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, have you gotten more comfortable being drunk on television? I think you have to. I had gotten over it after a while. I had gotten over yeah. like previous to the show. <laughs> Alcohol is an interesting vice, I guess you would say, because like you're always gambling kind of when you're drunk on camera with like what your brain will and won't let through that barrier of drunkenness. You know, it's not like weed or or something where you're like, all right, don't say something stupid. Don't say something stupid. It's like you're cognizant of what you need to do. You have a few too many drinks in you and you're on camera. And the next thing you know, you're like, you know, you take your shirt off or something and you look around and you're like, we're not taking our shirts off. Like, and it's too late. Like your shirt is yeah. off. <laughs> yeah. and it's like, there are a few alcohol... times John, John takes his shirt off throughout the series. Just yeah. FYI for it. Alcohol <laughs> is not good for that because you never know when that switch is going to get turned. And then you're like, shit, I'm wasted. Or you're wasted and you think like, oh, I, I got a funny bit. Like, look at this fucking waiter over here. And then it's like, well, yeah. that was just mean or weird. Or <laughs> yeah. like oh, everyone farms, misunderstood yeah. what you were going for, dude. And then 
the hardest part about all the alcohol is waking up in the morning hungover going like oh oh my god what was that how how did i do oh my god uh, how am i gonna do this again yeah, yeah. Our showrunner would always come up to us after we wrapped like the final day or after a long night. And I'd be like, guys, we got it. And uh, shout out Michael Rucker, because me and Adam would turn to him red faced drunk to be like, are you sure? I th- we feel like we fucking sucked. <laughs> He's like, we're all we like, like we alcohol sucked, depressed, like oh, like post uh, premature ejaculation. Oh, no, I'm sorry. You know, I we swear can do to it God, again. That never <laughs> Let's just yeah, give us one more chance. We'll do it again. Give me five <laughs> minutes. Give me five minutes. <laughs> Yeah, let me just I <laughs> just let me drink some water. I'll be I'll be back. I mean, you two do really get into the activities and the places you go to. Uh there's the part where you go skiing and snowboarding. And John, you fall and there's like a thing that pops up that's like actually injured, but you're like, I'm good, totally fine, don't need anything. And then the episode just keeps going. And I was like, How what happened to you? Are you okay? I uh, am okay now. Luckily, that was the pilot. So we shot it and then waited to hear if we got picked up. And that was like six to nine months. So I recovered before episode two. But if that had happened in episode two, I'd be in pain for the entire season. Toast. Toast. Did I break anything? It was like 10 weeks. I had cracked a rib or bruised a rib or something. I couldn't take deep breaths. I couldn't cough and laughing all hurt. Three things that are integral to my life as a pot smoker. <laughs> they were all brutal. And... Uh, there's no bit to it. In the last moment of the episode, when Adam and I are laughing about the dead dad dick bit, I am laughing and I'm holding my side like and wincing and laughing at the same time. And that's I only went down the bunny hill once. Yeah. And it was that one time on camp. We didn't like. Yeah, but you shoot. flip so good. <laughs> it's- it, it hurt. It it looks bad. I have a hard time when we showed it at the premiere. I did close my eyes. The noise I make is like the lady who slips while stomping the grapes from that OG. Yeah. The OG. I'm like ah. It's just like the air leaves. Oh, I'm getting fucking like pit sweat just remembering that. Yeah. The funny thing, the juxtaposition of being in like the most beautiful place I've been to in, in the since the pandemic started at this point, we're like at the top of. Uh, Arapahoe Basin. I got it right this time. On that ski lift, looking around, and it's like the elevation, the sky, it's so serene. I'm like, this is gorgeous. And then smash cut to me, like crying, eating indica <laughs> edibles to try to bounce back. But I do love Adam. <laughs> you immediately were just like, you need to get checked out, man. Like, come on. I care about you. You say, you just seem so concerned. And at the heart of the show is the relationship between you two. There's real love there. Yeah, we've been best friends since we're 22. You know, we we like it's it's you care about people. You know, I, it's it's always funny when people say that they're like, I'm so I really was surprised with how much heart is there. It's like, oh, you're surprised that people care about other people. Like you're <laughs> surprised that there's like the slightest bit of civility. Yeah, I think <laughs> like, the surprise is that it's in the show is that people like yeah. people are yeah. like, you sure you didn't want to edit out that part where you said you loved him? I was like, <laughs> Yeah. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Like, no we're buddies. Better. We travel together. Okay? <laughs> we love each yeah. other. This it's isn't some that. scary. Yeah. You know, this isn't some scary vice show where a bunch of rappers who barely know each other like go to their favorite weed cities. This is real friends. <laughs> right. Is that a real show? <laughs> that is a show. Yeah. I would guess on that. <laughs> yeah. It's a uh, Chillin Island. It's on HBO Max. All right. Oh, that's Despot's show, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then they just they pick a different rapper like every week. They go to different places. But the thing is. Like, clearly, whatever rapper is trying to promote someone comes on the show because half the time they're just like, I don't know you guys. Why am I here? This is really annoying. <laughs> oh, really? I got to watch it now. <laughs> That's a great endorsement. This sounds like in my wheelhouse. <laughs> yeah, this sounds like something I wrote. 
<laughs> yeah, it'll be like Lil Yachty just being like, can y'all sit down? Stop rocking this boat. You're being very annoying. <laughs> that is odd that Lil Yachty doesn't like the boat. Yeah, well, it's they yeah. rock it too much. They start playing around because it's Lacutus and Despot. If anyone was good and... on the boat, it would be Yachty. Yeah. Well, he's yeah. only Lil. He's adjusted. He's only That's accustomed true. Maybe to Lil. What was yeah. the size of the boat? What was the size of the boat? It, it actually matter. was a small boat. It actually was a small boat. The motion so, in the ocean is what yeah. matters. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It was a tiny boat. But yeah, it, it's not that kind of vibe of just I don't know the old school Anthony Bourdain travel shows where you're just like. I wouldn't want to travel with this guy. He seems scary and intimidating. I want to party with you, too. Thank you. <laughs> well, you're more than welcome. Yeah, please. We don't know enough about uh, food or, you know, history or architecture to, like, sit on those, like, to, to use that to our advantage. But we do know how to make each other laugh. So that's what we, that's yeah. like, all right, well, Edgar Allan Poe Museum, great. I think I know one thing about him. Now let's riff. <laughs> now, oh, did I do any research? Did I know where we were going today? And did I do any research? No. That's part of the charm is what I say. But really, I'm lazy. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'd just probably take you guys to a bunch of DIY places and weed spots. And like the one you go to in Richmond, I think it is in the basement. And it's yep. really just a band playing in what looks like some mom's basement. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. Lucy Lane, uh, 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 an underground. Apparently, venue. it's like a popular bar. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. It's so weird. It's in like a residence basement, but they are like permitted to perform live. Like it, Richmond is cool like that because it feels very. Everything feels a little DIY, where it yeah. feels like a lot of people are like, "Oh yeah, we're four friends who just fucking." Uh, opened up a burger restaurant. It's like, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. I worked at a butcher. He was a guitarist. I was the, uh, and now we all got together and we're like, fuck it, let's make burgers. And like, yeah. that vibe is fun. That reminds me of like early 20s comedy of like, yeah, let's mm-hmm. make, let's write something. Let's do a sketch show. Let's, let's, oh, let's act in each other's bits. It feels cool. You do a great job of highlighting that kind of vibe and all these, I, they're not little towns. They're just, I feel like they're overlooked. People don't vacation around America enough. You know, everybody talks about Tulum, fancy places, Italy, not me, baby. Send me to St. Paul. Send me to St. Louis. Any yeah. saint. Yeah. Any yeah. saint. St. <laughs> Bart's, uh, St. Lucia. Uh, I feel mm. like Instagram has set off like we obviously I'm not saying anything no one knows here, but even in like micro patterns of just like, oh, these three people went to Berlin that, you know, and then next thing you know, four other people that are going to Berlin. And then you're like, do I need to go to Berlin? Like, you know, I remember there was like Iceland was popping off for a hot minute. Now I feel like in the last year, everyone I know has gone to Italy. Like, yeah, Italy's uh, the big one right now. Italy's the big one everyone's going to. I also feel like we can watch through Instagram and vacation like climate change happen in real time, where it's like <laughs> LA used to be like, look at us, we're all in Hawaii. Everyone's in Hawaii. Now it's like, look at us, we're all in Wyoming. <laughs> it's like we're and it's still a, like, tropical. You can see, you can yeah. see the climate kind of <laughs> come together on us in an unfortunate way. <laughs> right. Yeah, pretty soon people will be spending their Decembers in Chicago. That'll be yeah. a great beach town. <laughs> yeah, Lakeside in Chicago <laughs> in town. December. <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah. It's a winter beach town. It'll be a Ooh, winter yeah. getaway. <laughs> so where do you want to go in season two? What do you want What do? You want to do? What, what's still, you know, on the table? I uh, wanted to, one of the things that we, we've talked about a lot because the show is based on a book and one of the things in the book that they that they do is they they talk about how some places that you want to go to party are um, uh, associated to an event. 
yeah, that like is there. Yeah, event-based travel. Mm. Yeah. And so that to me is a little, is like raising the stakes a little because now you really only have one shot at this stuff. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah. So like Burning Man would be a fun episode for us. You know? Right. Um, Are you burners? I'd like to do that. Never done it. No, I've never been. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> right. I don't even know what we're getting ourselves into. Are you like deadheads? Are you into fish? Anything like that? Jambit? You know, Love do you it. ever? Yeah. Okay, I, you're yeah, into that. It's that like shit. that turned up to like 11. It's. Oh, hell yeah. Perfect. Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah. Actually, I think you just sold me on it by accident. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just drugs and hippies out in the desert with art. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm on board so far. I think that so would far. be funny. I think doing like um, uh, like L.A. Pride would be good because you have this like one weekend that's like the center of the universe and like you can kind of show the city through this like big event that that is special to the city would be cool. I feel like a May Day in Minneapolis would be a good one. They really oh. take that that party seriously there. Oh, that, that that's good input because that's the kind of shit too that – the network's going to love, like, if we're like, yeah. oh, yeah, we want to go to Minneapolis. Like, we got you. Yeah, how, where do you want to go? Yeah, double tree for everybody? Yeah, we got yeah, you. Yeah, and they have, like, giant prince puppets that they walk through the streets. It is very Hell, much yeah. a day where they're like, labor is stupid. We, we're just going to party. There's free food everywhere. You're, like, walking down streets, and people are just handing you plates from their windows. It's a good time. Oh, that's in my wheelhouse. That sounds fucking Yeah, that sounds great. Would you want to do like New Orleans for Mardi Gras or is that too mainstream? That's too. I think we'd want to do New Orleans. I feel like you don't need Mardi Gras to do New Orleans. I feel like yeah. you can kind of do New Orleans like in in a regular weekend I mean, and best and fucking get city in America. It is. Yeah. So, I mean, we're dying to do New Orleans. I mean, there's New Orleans falls into this other We have the sh- the the destinations kind of in these buckets and there's some cities like Vegas, New Orleans, Nashville, where it's like the party is there already. So we have to go there and like Miami, like find a new spin on angle. Yeah. And then there's like the cities like Richmond and Denver and whatever else Portland Portland and Minneapolis or whatever. And where we find we we bring we show that you can party here, you know, we'll go. to Yeah. But but then there's also like. We have neighbors uh, upstairs and downstairs. You know, I'd love to hit up Mexico or Canada in some way. And it's still like yeah. attainable travel. You know what I mean? It's not crazy. And then if we're doing pie in the sky and the network wants to fucking, I'll go anywhere overseas for free. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I'll yeah. say, take me out, take me to Croatia, Italy, uh, wherever I'm down. Uh, I love that you have all these big plans. And I just want to like, where does Chicago rank on that list? You well, Chicago's Chicago? one of those cities too, that we got Adam lived there for a long time. Yeah. yeah. Chicago's in our bucket of like New York, Atlanta, uh, uh, LA. Like good. You, if we're going into Chicago, we need to, we need to do it differently because there's so much of the city is chronicled. So we need to like be like really specific to us. Yeah. I, yeah, I think a lot of people focus on the downtown, the main areas. If you need tips on, you know, what's actually hip, cool. I got you. So. All right. We'll reach out. Yeah. Yeah. You'll take us to some underground weed club. in Chicago. (laughs) I know. I know. Yeah. Skokie's pretty fun. I, I drive out to Skokie for bagels. It's the best. It's the best place to get bagels. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm just. I'm, it is. That's just a fact. She's telling you. Yeah, it's okay, worth driving out of the city for. If you got a car, you live in Chicago. Drive out of Skokie. It's better. Like your voice places. is changing. I feel like your voice <laughs> and your your gestures are changing. 
Uh, you know, uh, also Logan Square, great neighborhood hipster Brooklyn part of Chicago. You should check it out too. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, she knows her shit, sounds like. Now I want a bagel. I, I don't know <laughs> I if this was the was goal great. here, but I know I'm jealous between the two of those. I'm dying. We all like bagels, everybody. <laughs> I grew up eating them every Sunday after karate. It was the dream. Uh, yeah. That was our special <laughs> treat. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. My last question, uh, like I said at the beginning, you travel the way most of us do. You know, you're in whatever town that you don't think is fun for three days. You're probably staying in some mid-level hotel. Uh, What are your favorite hotel TV watches when you are stuck with the basic hotel cable? Old me, find TBS, TNT or whatever, and just watch Law & Order until I fall asleep uh, (laughs) and enjoy commercials and all that. But the new me on when I do these travel, when I'm traveling for the show, I just find some show I haven't watched at all yet that I've heard is okay. And I just download every episode onto my wife's iPad. I should get my own now that I'm a uh, travel show host, but download them all into my wife's iPad and then just fall asleep watching Ozark in Miami uh, like every night for. I watched Ozark and like Vikings uh, Well, in the time we were running. I had watched zero episodes of Ozark and I watched the entire series while shooting because we're flying. You're in the hotel yeah. and every night and you're bombed. And you're like, if I just go to the hotel and watch Ozark, I won't have two more Japanese whiskeys with Adam at the bar. Like, this I feel like could Ozark really help is a, Ozark's <laughs> a hard show to watch on an iPad because it's so dark. Yeah, it's very blue, very dark yeah. and very blue. But I, I was getting to the point where I was trying to get through episodes so fast that I was shitting with the iPad on top of the little garbage can and watching it there and then putting it on top of a cabinet while I like did my deodorant and moisturizer and got ready. Like I'm like, I should just maybe listen to music or uh, you know deal with my own thoughts for a couple of minutes. <laughs> but good call. Rather not. <laughs> Forgive me. Adam. I like to watch the guide. Yeah, you're Mario uh, Lopez, dude. <laughs> I like Mario Lopez, and I oftentimes don't know the movies he's talking about. And so I will let the guide play for hours and hours in a hotel room. Uh, and then when I get sick of that, usually I'll find ESPN, or unfortunately when you're in Canada, it's TSN, and you get, like, curling all the time. But I there's something about sports that, like, centers me a little bit, like, because I it's like I can come back to the hotel room and I in whatever condition and be like, okay, right. Sports is on. I'm a human being. I like sports. Like, you know, like it's, there's something that brings me back to myself. 
That's important when you're traveling. I mm-hmm. I typically do a lot of bar rescue. Does not keep me centered. Gets my blood pressure going. <laughs> yeah. Uh, John Taffer that loves That stresses me out. Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> getting yelled at by a person in a restaurant that gives me flashbacks to my awful uh, bartending and server days. So no thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but it's always on. That's why I can't and watch so... any of those. I can't watch any of those Housewives show because it's like. My whole childhood was like adults drunk screaming at each other. So I just like I can't watch it as entertainment anymore. It doesn't yeah, it doesn't work. It's dare I say triggering. I do like the guide watching though. Do you like get really into the trivia? Like when sometimes asking- some sometimes yeah. It's like I jump fast at the word scramble I'm pretty good at right now. Uh, <laughs> you know, I I just I honestly I, I like it's so hard to know what channel is which and where you are and what's going on. I hate looking at that little laminated thing because it's like you get into bed, you're like, where's the fucking thing? And going to a guide on a hotel room TV is a nightmare. Yeah. Because it's you might as well order room service between the time it takes for the TV to switch what it was watching to the actual guide. Yeah. And like, I don't, I don't want to deal with any of that. So it's like, just put on... Start at the beginning. Put on Mario Lopez. <laughs> He's got you. And nowadays they they'll have like they try to be fancy. They'll be like, we do have Hulu, YouTube, all of this. And it'll be like, if you yeah. want to log in and like forget your password on this device that a bunch of people use, or it'll still be logged into someone else. Or they'll be like, here's where you plug in your Chromecast. You're like, what do I look like? Fucking Johnny Google? I don't. Try to look <laughs> Yeah, or or like they're like, yeah, just type in your password, which of course we told you had to be twelve characters with numbers and yeah. punctuation, yeah. <laughs> and it's impossible to do on a hotel phone <laughs> a remote. Room, a hotel room. I'm like, oh, okay, G A B. Yeah, you never get it right. Yeah. You never get it right. But you know what? Now when you're traveling, you don't have to worry about any of that because all you need to watch is 101 Places to Party Before You Die. You can watch it on Hulu too. Yes, because that's what the, that's where the kids actually watch things. It's on Hulu Live. It's on uh, True TV Thursday nights at ten thirty. Um, you could also um, buy the whole season on Amazon, Apple, or one of those uh, situations. And if worst case scenario, you could always uh, get a concussion, and they it will be playing mm-hmm. at the hospital that the ambulance takes you to, mm-hmm. <laughs> or if you yeah. need to fill your car with gas. Do it at one of those shell stops that has a screen because it will be yeah. playing one on one. Yeah, you could find it there. <laughs> uh, oh, maybe watch amateur porn on Pornhub, and someone might have True TV on in the background. In the background, <laughs> yeah, it does play in a lot. It plays in a lot of hotels, so this yeah. is possible. You know what? We should search for that. <laughs> we should request it. We should ask. Uh, yeah, we should request yeah. it on our pregame. Let's you should make that a porn week. category, actually. Yeah, that 101 yeah. places to party before you die is playing in the background while y'all fuck. <laughs> it's like, come on, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> Send it. I want people to watch the show. If you enjoy the show, tweet about it. Let them know, because uh, I know there's a lot of there's a lot of, you know, weird merger TV stuff happening. Good shows. If you like your show, support them. Because we want another season of this amazing show. Ashley, you have no idea how poignant <laughs> that sentence was. Please. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you get served with an ad to take a survey about this show, tell them how much you love it. <laughs> yeah, just click on. And if they ask you, who do you like better, Adam or John, just alternate with your buddies. Keep it, it even, keep as close to even it as possible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Skip the question. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to feel bad for choosing. I'd pick John just because your smile was bigger in your picture. I felt like you wanted it more. No, it's understandable. You know? <laughs> I, I stole desperation in my photo that they chose. <laughs> I'm so proud. And is there anywhere you want people to follow you? I mean, come on. Do you need people to follow you? 
yeah, follow us on social media, but you can figure that out on your own. Uh, yeah, we'll be they'll be we'll be in the tweet about the show or the Instagram post about mm-hmm. the show. You'll find it there. Peeps. Oh, I want to thank my wonderful guest, Adam Pally. Yeah, I got it right there. <laughs> I'm not intimidated by you anymore. <laughs> we we warmed you, up. You, I, I feel bad that you ever were. Are you kidding? Come on. <laughs> what a letdown. <laughs> You did some of the best work on the mini project. I love it. I have already, amazing... already choosing John over me. <laughs> well, I, I didn't intimidate her. Yeah, come on. <laughs> she that's like, my she was too that's my She's like, I got to vote for this guy. Yeah. Please. Come on. I smoked weed with him in a parking lot. He can't intimidate yeah. me. <laughs> Which one? Because that easily could have been either of us. We have to correct that. We all have to smoke weed in the parking lot ASAP. Adam and ASAP. I did a bunch. That's Ashley true. and I only once. Yeah, it's pretty much exclusively. <laughs> and I thank my other guest, John Gabris. Although I feel like now you know we've you've gotten enough from me. Yeah, so no, I, I appreciate. I don't need to thank you. I already got your vote in the in the survey. So yeah, I'm, there I'm you go. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining me. Thanks for talking to me about TV, the stuff I'm watching, the stuff you love, and again, watch 101 Places to Party Before You Die. Thank you, Ash. Thanks, Ash, so much. Oh my gosh, I I love I love those two guys so much. That was so much fun. I I also could have completely edited out that thing with Adam's name. I could have made myself look smart and cool, but no, I showed you that intimacy because that is what TV club is about. You know, we get real here and sometimes I get really nervous. I have you seen happy endings. I've been obsessed with that show since it premiered. Okay. It was one of the first shows I illegally downloaded and watched on my giant Toshiba laptop. Okay. Come on. And that's what makes me different this kind of intimacy between me and you listener. Uh, I'm so happy you, you, you tuned in today. I hope you enjoyed it before we go. I want to give you some homework. I want to wrap up with, with some things you should be watching. Uh, if you are interested in the show smothered on TLC, I am doing weekly coverage on the Patreon. Uh, so you can go to patreon.com slash TV. I say pod. If you love that show, someone requested that I cover it. Remember, if you join the Patreon, you can make me watch whatever you want to make me watch. Uh, And someone is making me watch Smothered. So I'm sharing my thoughts there. Obviously, we need to talk about the rehearsal. The finale happened. I know a lot of people said this show stressed them out. It gave them anxiety. They couldn't hang with it from week to week. Well, now the whole season's out. The finale came out. Go watch it. Go watch Nathan Fielder. Nathan Fielder is a genius. I believe people will study this in the future, his comedy. I, I'm just so impressed by what he he did with this show. After that, we have Kevin Can Fuck Himself. That premieres this week. So you know, if, you, if you didn't watch, catch up for season two. Then I would love for you to watch Flatbush Misdemeanors, which also had its finale last week. Talk about an all-star second season. Every episode this season just got better and better. Kevin Iso in the finale has one of the best monologues that I've ever... I watched it three times. I just kept laughing more and more. Uh, The show is on Showtime. I still feel like people aren't talking about it enough. The entire cast was incredible. I know we had Dan on the show, but if you did not finish it out, if you didn't just see that wonderful conclusion, please do yourself a favor. Go watch all the Flatbush misdemeanors on Showtime or Hulu, whatever you do. And finally, my last bit of homework, Reservation Dogs on FX. I know everyone is telling you to watch it. I know. it's. I, I say it every single week, 
But I really want to give a shout out to last week's episode, season two, episode four, Mabel, which is about death. It's about grief. It's about tradition. And it is so beautifully done. It's written by one of the cast members, Kay Devery Jacobs. And it's incredible. It's incredible. She plays Alora in the show. It goes into the loss of, of Mabel, her grandmother. I haven't seen anything like it since Baskets, actually, on FX. It very much reminded me of the tone of that show a bit. Uh, still just funny, but just so memorable. So far, I will say it, it's probably my favorite episode of the season. I, I was obsessed. That's your homework for the week. It's not too much of a list. Smothered, the rehearsal, Kevin can fuck himself, Flatbush misdemeanors, reservation dogs. Okay, that's not, that's not too much. And if you do need more, if you do need more TV recommendations, if you need a whole weekend of TV, if you are really caught up with me, if you're like, Ashley, I put you to shame, head to the newsletter. Okay, head to the newsletter, get my full recommendation that I break down my weekend watch list based on mood. You want to get stoned and watch a documentary? I got you. Head to ashleyray.substack.com. You're going to spend your whole weekend in front of the TV. That's TV Club. Thanks for tuning in again. We'll be back next week. TV I Say with Ashley Ray is an Earwolf production made by me, Ashley Ray Harris. It's engineered by Marina Pais and produced by Amelia Chapelo. And our original theme song is by Rafia. You can follow me on social media at the Ashley Ray on Instagram and Twitter. Or if you have TV related requests, something you want us to talk about on the podcast, hit us up at TV I Say Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And also TV Club has merch at podswag.com. Look out for cute weed accessories. I'm talking dab pens, grinders, rolling trays. Uh, I got t-shirts so you can show everyone that you love TV Club. Uh, I got t-shirts that say justice for the big leap. Everything you need. Tell your friends about the show. Make sure to rate and review and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. For special TV Club members, join my Patreon. If you want to tell me what to watch, that's the way to do it. Join the Patreon and I will write about whatever you want, talk about whatever you want. I'll watch TV with you if you want. Uh, But you can find my full archive, ad-free episodes of TV I Say over on Stitcher Premium. Use promo code TV I Say, all one word, for a one-month free trial at stitcher.com slash premium. For photos, show notes, transcripts, and more, go to earwolf.com. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because, If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.